Okay, so boom, have you ever thought about promoting your podcast, business, or brand with a voice ad that can easily be circulated on all platforms? Well, I have a solution for you. How about you let me be your voice? During your free consultation, we'll come up with a couple of things, talk it out, figure out exactly what it is you need to say to your target audience so that your business can shine. I'm going to hit the stool. I'm going to get it recorded, and boom, we in there. And you know what else? If you decide to trust me with your voice ad, I will run your ad on my platform for free. Free 99. Now, this does not mean forever, but for free. Shoot me an email at autumnthearies at gmail.com for your free consultation today. I can't wait to be the voice of your brand business or podcast. Peace. She do what she wanna do. 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 Lord to the grave, tell you like it is to your face. She don't play. Every chick down for it all. I know that she a boss. No competition, no loss. From the Midwest to the A, Autumn got you tuning in, no delay. Ooh, get you right every time. Keep you laughing on a dime. Tell you truth, no lies. So you can live your best life. Cover all topics, no limits. Got something for your mama and your children. No holding back. No gimmicks coming on strong. Get straight to business. Oh, yeah. She do what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life. She do what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life. She do what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life. Hey, it's your girl Autumn and I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. Hey y'all, um, welcome to the official end of season four. Um, I, I thought I was gonna do a live for y'all and all this, but there was just so much going on with me uh, mentally. So I, I decided to not do that. And I was like, let me just record. You know what I mean? Like, let me just, and so many things have happened since then, right? So um, I'm back on social media. If you guys uh, didn't know or didn't realize that I was not on social media for the entire mo- month of March. Um, I- at the beginning of like February, maybe like that first week of February, um, I think I t- even tweeted it out. I was like, I'm going to just, I'm, I think I'm going to take the month of, of March off social media. And I didn't know if I was serious about it or not, which is typically how these things go for me. Um, I'll say it and it it really all comes down to the exact day that I say I'm going to do something as to whether or not I um, am actually going to do it. Right. Like I'll wake up that day and be like, eh, nah, or all right, let's do this. So woke up on March 1st and was like, all right, no social media. And I probably couldn't have done that at a better time 
like it was really, really good to me. And I'll get into that a, um, a, a little bit down the line in the episode. But um, what I wa- do want to tell y'all, because y'all know I be about some good ass food. Not only do I be about some good ass food, I be about some good ass breakfast food. Y'all know that 2 a.m. tweet is going to say, I, I either want some waffles or, or some pancakes. And I just be having to tweet it out just to get it out, you know, get it out of my brain because I know good and well I'm not going to go down, you know, get up out the bed, go downstairs at two something in the morning unless it's like an emergency. Like it's like an emergency that I need these pancakes or waffles. So uh anyways, I what I discovered during my 31 days of not being on Twitter is have y'all ever had French toast cooked on a croissant? <sighs> Dog. I will never like I I like French toast, okay? Because I I like pancakes. For me, it's pancakes, waffles, French toast, right? And then French toast sticks. I love all of those, and typically I like French toast. I mean, I'll I'll eat it on regular bread, which I hardly ever eat French toast anymore. By the way, until just recently, but. I used to, you know, I would eat it on regular toast, but when I really had a taste for some French toast, like I really wanted to like do it up, I would either get some sourdough bread or I would get like Texas toast uh, bread or something like that and make it. So I went to the coffee shop. I think this is how, because I was trying to figure out what made me want to try it that way. And so I go, when I go to the coffee shop, I'll get a coffee and every once in a while I'll get a croissant. I, you know, I'll say, can you, you know, toast me a croissant? And when they toast it, what I realized is they don't put it in like a toaster or anything like that. They brush it with butter and they put it on their grill on both sides for a few seconds. And I just, I couldn't figure out like why this croissant was so damn good like why I was like super hooked on these croissants at the coffee shop like any other coffee shop that I'll go to or you know Starbucks whatever you know they warm your croissant sign up and give it to you and it's good but it's not like this so when I figured it out what they were doing I was like um I think I'm gonna make some french toast like, I think I'm gonna try French toast. So then I, I Googled it and it's a thing. Like, so I can't say that I made it up because it's definitely a thing. And just, you know, watch, watched a couple of videos and I was like, I'm about to make this shit. And I had already had some croissants because I, I don't eat a whole, whole lot of bread anymore, like regular, just regular bread. So I don't keep it in the house. When I have any type of like bread product, it's, a croissant or like egg or egg McMuffin, like a Mc, uh, McMuffin. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The little muffins or whatever. English muffin. Um, or like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't keep regular bread because I'm going to waste it because I'm not going to eat it. 
<laughs> but when I get stuff like that, I try to eat it. But so I had already had some croissants in the house. <sighs> the best thing I ever had as far as French toast in my life. And I will never, ever, ever cook it any different. Like I would never, ever use like regular bread or Texas toast or sourdough bread again for French toast. So that was delicious. Um, and then uh, my birthday. So I, I got I got back on social media on my birthday, which was April 1st. I'm still accepting any, like, anything you guys want to donate to the show, anything. I'll have that information in the show notes for the month of April because it's my birthday month. So, um, my birthday, it's like, okay, so I'm 42. And it's like every year shows me something different about myself and about the company I keep every year. It's a, and, 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 you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just like a, just something is revealed about me and about the, the company that I keep. And when I say the company I, I keep, I mean, you know, friends, family, things of that nature, none of which any, any of these people are in the Atlanta area where I am. So, um, well, a couple, but I don't get to see them that much. <laughs> so, and this pollen is killing me. I got the window open, y'all. Sorry. Um, and on my birthday... Well, actually, before my birthday, I, and I still didn't bring the stuff over here so I could show y'all. Um, it's a picture. It, there's a picture on my Instagram. But um, I a couple of days before, we had podcast happy hour. That was on the 27th. And I think it was a couple of days before that, I got a package in the mail. And so this package, like unexpected package, was a tumbler that has, <laughs> y'all got to go look at the Instagram, the Instagram post, that has um, PJ, it has me, and then it has PJ, and PJ has on a Kente hat. And it's like me and PJ have this dialogue going back and forth. And it's the funniest, most thoughtful thing that I have ever seen. And I have been cracking up laughing. Like every time I drink out of it, I crack up laughing. So I get on podcast happy hour because like I get in a group chat and I'm like, okay, who's responsible for this? And everybody ignored me. I was like, okay, cool. And so we get on podcast happy hour and I'm like, got this. This is what I'm drinking out of. And they still kind of ignore me a little bit. And so I was like, all right, whatever. I ain't gonna say nothing else about it. Um, and then on my birthday or the day before my birthday, I got, I got another package in the mail and I'm like, what is this? So I open it up and it's a canvas 
of what's on the Tumblr. And it says, happy birthday, love, Audrey, Chris, Jay, and Tamara. So I just want to say thank y'all so much. It's like, y'all have to go look at my Instagram. It is like the cutest fucking set of shit, right? Like, I... I ain't gonna lie, I cried a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? It was like just amazing. And so then as the day goes, like my birthday get here, as the day goes on, I'm getting more gifts in the mail. Like one of my bestest friends and sister and love bug, lovey, got me a pair of Beats by Dre. I have been saying I wanted some Beats by Dre for probably like four years now. Like, not even really for a specific reason, but just because I wanted some. Like, I want some Beats by Dre. You know what I'm saying? So now I got the whole podcast thing. I'm like, okay, I can, you know, find a way to incorporate some Beats by Dre. So I've had these Beats by Dre on my wish list forever on my Amazon wish list. When people ask me for a wish list, I send it to them and this is the type of stuff that's on there. And um, so when it got, when I got it, I was just, again, I'm revealed something by the, by the, the people who are in my life every year. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's just it's just an amazing feeling even when it's like not as not great but just the clarity and the you know being able to kind of see things my whole thing about this these gifts so my family we we did gift exchanges but when you have a child it kind all of that stops with you right <laughs> it stops with you everything goes to the child so it's literally been before I met like this more my more recent group group of friends like in over the past I don't know seven eight years or whatever I never expect a gift of any kind of any kind especially nothing that's expensive like beats by Dre or something that someone was just so thoughtful or like I'm not, and I ain't even told y'all about everything. My cousin Rhonda sent me a nice um, bath bomb set. Like, how many baths have I been? Oh, y'all don't know how many baths I've been taking because I ain't been on Twitter tweeting about them. But, like, I have been taking so many baths. And I think uh, one reason, it, you know, that it helps with, with my anxiety. I got the little lavender stuff that I put in there. And um, I, I, have been, I have been working out. So that's another thing that I've been doing since... I did my um my my social media fast. It was like I had already I was had already started working out like consistently probably the beginning to middle of February anyway. But like I'm I'm like I got a trainer now. Like I'm I'm in a zone, right? Like I'm like really on my shit. You know, I mean it's a couple times I don't be on my shit, right? But for the most part, I'm really like on my shit. So all of these things are happening 
and leading up again to my birthday and I you know of course I'm in the back of my mind I'm like man another birthday alone another birthday in quarantine and I just I'm getting these all of these great things in the mail because and I'm about to get emotional because there are people who even if we don't talk every day or if we you know what I'm saying like I don't know anything, whether we talk every day or we don't, there's people out here that really think, think highly enough of me to take the time out and sit, send me a gift in the mail, no matter what it is. My son sent me a, the this little black um, cat cup back here, like just for no reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I appreciate that because y'all, none of y'all had to do that. Chris and and um, Audrey and Tamara looks like they all collaborated on this box that Chris put together, and it's like a a peach mug that changed colors, and you know, st- all the office stickers and the box is decorated like there's running socks in there. I got a, a duvet for, is it duvet y'all? Cause y'all not be fucking up the words, but you know, the thing you put over the comforter. I got one of those off of my Amazon wish list. I was getting cash app. I was, people were buying me coffee and it's just, it's amazing. Like to know that there really are people out here thinking about you when, you know, I mean, I, and I'm not going to say I, I don't feel like none of them people were thinking about me, but y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. So let me, let me get my thug shit back on. So anyways, that's what happened on my birthday. And I am still <laughs> accepting gifts. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all want to get me emotional, go, you know, cash at me $2, you know what I'm saying? You know, buy me a coffee. The link will be in the show notes, whatever. However y'all want to do that. So, um, enough about that. So also, oh, oh, the other thing I did during my birthday weekend was I was a judge for the national sorority pageant. And I just want to thank Dr. Janelle Simmons for, inviting me to do that it was such a cool experience of course I was a little bit um nervous about like COVID protocols and things of that nature but they had us um set up in a room where we really were all spread out and everybody had masks on and like uh, they did a really really good job of making sure that everyone was as safe as possible. And the part of the, um, ju- the part of the pageant that I judged was the interview part. So I was able to ask all of these women, and I think there were a total of eight, um, you know, questions about their platforms, you know, like their digital platforms or their their uh, uh, pageant platforms, like what they're doing in the community. I got to ask them. I asked every single one of them why they became a member of the organization that they were in. Um, it was it was a very good experience, and I think I would like to become more involved in doing things of that nature, especially when they 
come, you know, when they're going to be right here in Atlanta. Like, I think I want to be a little bit more involved. So I said I was going to do a little bit of research and I was going to contact Janelle and see what she thought about it and see um, maybe if there was if there was a place where I could fit in that space, even if it's like to help with their social media or anything of that nature, um, you know, voiceovers, commercials, whatever, um, to see if I could get more involved in that. So I thought that was cool. It was it was uh, a really good time. They gave us some really nice gifts, a really nice bottle of um, of red wine and a nice wine glass. And I mean, a, like a, a candy apple. And I think it was something else in there, but it was just really, really nice. So that was, um, that, that was a good experience. And I'm, I'm glad that I decided to do it when she asked me to do it. So if you guys want any information about that, I will try to remember to put that in the show notes as well. So, um, speaking of being in places where I'm scared to catch COVID, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the vaccine and I know that everybody is, is talking or has, or has said something about the vaccine. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I'm here for putting just putting my own thoughts out there and you know you can receive it however you want or not receive it at all but I want to give a shout out to J-Book so if you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes I don't think it's the episode that that dropped uh this week but maybe an episode ago where she spoke about getting the vaccine and why she decided to get the vaccine and she made some really valid points and they all really really made sense which my I, my mind was already made up anyway I was going to get it anyway but she said something on the line of basically doing your part at least doing your part as a service, like the, the way that I was taking it to doing your part as just as a service to yourself, because nobody cares about you, but you, right? And when it comes to like strangers and you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Ain't nobody think that during not during this whole pandemic, there have been so many people that have been thinking about nobody but themselves. Okay, so you kind of have to do the same thing, right? You can still wear a mask, but if everybody else ain't got no mask on, what is that going to do? You have to do what you need to do to protect yourself. And that's kind of how she was explaining it. And she explained it very, very well. I I encourage you all to go and listen to that episode because it was like, hella amazing so but yeah so that's how I feel about it too it's like I have been very responsible as responsible as possible have I slipped up a couple of times absolutely but I have been for the most part very responsible I have not done any of the things that I've loved that I loved for over a year now 
um, many places I should have gone, many people I should have seen, uh, concerts and, and, uh, you know, podcast stuff and all type of stuff that I decided to do my part and just stay the fuck at home. And now I'm very fatigued of this. I've been fatigued of it, but now I'm like super fatigued of it. And I feel like the only way that I'm going to protect myself is by getting this vaccine. Like I just, I I can't. And and I know like all of the conspiracy behind it. And I understand people being very like, you know, feeling a type of way about doing this Um, and to each his own. Like I'm not, going to you know preach to you one way or another um i just feel like it's it was it's the best thing for me to do if i want to get moving again and i'm still afraid to move around like i really want to you you know what i'm saying like i'm still i still like don't want to be in any big crowds, which is was my jam, right? Like all them outside concerts and shit that I was going to, like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'm okay with, um, sitting elbow to elbow with somebody on a, on an airplane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm just, I, I, I'm a, and, and again, it's not even like, I say this all the time and I I don't know if people really understand me when I say it, it's not necessarily that I'm super afraid for myself. And that's not to say that COVID can't take my ass out. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just going to believe that if I ever get it, that I'm going to overcome it and I'm be just fine. I'm always afraid of giving it to somebody else like that's always that's been the thing in the back of my mind like this whole time I don't want like I don't want to be walking around here and not know I have it and then I'm giving it to somebody else and you know even though I may not know these people because we came in contact in the grocery store like I you know what I mean like I don't like in the back of my mind like I can't my anxiety just won't let me won't let me do that you know what I'm saying or think think that way so I I was just like you know what sign me the fuck up I'm tired um if it's going to lessen my chances of getting it and if I do get it it's gonna lessen my chances of me dying I Get, give me this so it took me a, like maybe a week or so to to get an appointment and this was right before they opened it up for everybody they had opened it up for people who have asthma so I jumped on it then but I was going to every site the Kroger site the Sam's Club um everybody Walgreens whoever were was giving them I'm going to everybody's site and I can never get in and then finally they opened up the mass vaccination centers 
in Georgia, one in which is down at the Benz. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll drive down there. So it still took me like two days before I could get in and get an appointment. But I got the appointment and I think it might have been like two weeks later, which was this past Monday. So my experience was um, there there were people um, I I, pl- I wanted to make sure that I was like pulling up to the bins, but my appointment was at two. I wanted to be pulling up at the bins by one thirty so that I could make sure, you know, because I don't know about parking and all this. Y'all never know how the fuck the traffic going to be. So I um, got down there about one thirty. There were a couple of people and a couple of signs telling you where to go. Um, I parked right down in the lot that was directly across the street from the um, the door that we needed to go in. And when I was walking up, I saw that there, re- there was a really long line. And I'm like, oh, my God. But I think I probably got over there in line at about 145. And I'm like, damn. And it was hot. <laughs> It was hot outside. I'm like, man, please don't let them, you know, have us standing out here. But then I realized that there was nobody going in at all and we couldn't see anybody coming out. And I'm like, what is happening? So then maybe about, I don't know, 10 minutes after I was there, like 10 minutes, they started opening the door. So we walked through the little you know, bars or whatever, go to the door, you show them your, your, um, either your printout confirmation or confirmation on your phone. And there are people like hundreds of people in there that are guiding you to go where you need to go. And it like, it's a long walk, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like through the stadium to where they want you to go and how, you know, the directions they want to take you. But um, it was very well put together. Like, I didn't really know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know. I just didn't know what to expect. But it was very well put together. I mean, it was like an oil, well-oiled machine. Like, they, if you, you know, they give you a, a little um, paper uh bracelet thingy and they knew the colors and if you had this color you had to go to C and you know what I'm saying like I mean then then after you get the shot they you know give you the well they say you need to go and sit down for like 15 minutes I guess they want just want to make sure that you're not going to have any type of reaction and um and then you can go and like all the soldiers were down there I mean it was uh, and I was so I was probably in and out um it probably took me about 30 minutes altogether I mean like it was really nothing so now I think that now I think that they are opening um or talking about opening like walk-up sites or whatever oh but anyway so I I after I got it I mean, they give you the card and they're like, we're going to email you so that you can schedule your follow up appointment. And it has to be at least three weeks out, whatever have you. I And, and I got the Pfizer shot. So soon as I walked out, like and got in a car, I had an email. So I went on ahead and scheduled it. And this time for the second dose, I'm able to go like right around the corner from my house. I don't even have to drive all the way down to 
the stadium. So, it, I mean, like so far, the process is fine. Um, my arm. So today is Thursday. I got that on Monday. My arm is still sore, but that may be also because I did a very, 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 very strenuous upper body workout on Monday as well. So that probably has something to do with it too. But the, the arm that I got the shot in is way more sore than the other arm. So that's that. Um, but aside from that, I, I didn't feel anything like I didn't, I, I had a weird taste in my mouth right after they gave me the shot, but that happens when I get any type of shots, it seems like. So, um, but aside from that, nothing. So I'll keep, keep you guys posted, um, at least via, via social about all of that. So yes. Yeah, so I, that's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I, I just wanted to go ahead and, and get that off my chest and, you know, let y'all know that y'all could do whatever the fuck y'all want to do. But me, sis, went on ahead and got that vaccine. Uh, I'm going to get that second one and hopefully find some normalcy about my life again. So, anyways. <laughs> So, um, this is the second time I've recorded this episode, by the way, but, uh, but I wanted to re-record it because the first time I was just, I don't know. I just didn't want, want to use that one. So, um, and I say all that to say it probably had a little bit more detail. Um, my shut the fuck up award. So I, I, I know that. If you're listening to this, you probably already know that um, DMX, the rapper, is hospitalized um, in a vegetative state due to a drug-induced heart attack. So they, they're saying he OD'd and... It sucks. It sucks. It sucks because I think everybody has been rooting for DMX, especially since like him being on the reality shows and these documentaries, like in the Rough Rider um, biopic and all of this stuff. Like, but those of us who were around when his music came out like we know the impact that he had on the culture we know this and we knew that he was like this robin you know what i'm saying like dude like we knew his story he told his exact stories through his music like we knew all of this right but there was somebody on Twitter and I, I don't even have the energy to look this dumbass up who said something on the lines of everybody, all these fake DMX fans and you know, ain't no, nobody um, y'all talked about y'all fans and, and everybody loved DMX, but didn't nobody try to help them. Or how did he say it? That nobody tried to, 
he said it was in a way of of helping him helping him but it was like real stupid the way he said it because I remember my reaction to that was the <sighs> addiction is a horrible disease I have seen it with my own two eyes with people that I love I have seen it with family friends and I'm talking all types of addiction I'm talking alcoholism um opioid addiction um you know narcotic addiction crack cocaine heroin all like all of it meth all of it okay like been have been face to face with these things with people and i don't think people really understand that if there was nobody ever wants to see their friend their family member their associate you know their associates their work uh uh folks work friends and I, none of us really want to see anybody strung out and all fucked up over addiction, sexual addictions. Nobody really want like if there was anything that I could do to get people that I love off of their or away from their addiction, don't you think I would do that? Don't you think I would do that? Like, it's not even, like, I remember when people used to say that you have to hit rock bottom before you decide to, uh, before you can really see yourself, right? Before you can really, um, like, look in the mirror and be like, damn, I really need to get off of this shit, whatever it is, right? But I think it's even more than that like i don't think rock bottom is i mean i think rock bottom is yeah you you've lost everything you know your your house your kids your whatever you know but i i think that it has to go even deeper than that like it has to be some sort of like outer body experience or something because how do people really pull themselves up out of an addictive state to something like like some substance that they know they'll always have access to there's nobody who's who who's never been addicted to something seriously addicted to something that can tell you how that goes because I surely can't right like I I can't tell you know I, like my my body is my body has a sugar addiction it's hard for me to kick that shit and I but I've done it you know what I'm saying but it's still very very hard for me to to do I mean it's 
it's just like anything else. Like I, I have one thing, I have to have another thing. I have to have another thing and I get it. It all gets built up, built up, built up and I'm eating and now I'm gaining weight or I'm sick or something is going on. And then I have to kind of like look at myself in the mirror like, okay, you got to be done with this. Try it. But I couldn't imagine that with something violently addictive. I couldn't tell you how that, my point is, I need folks to shut the fuck up. Unless you're like some sort of addiction counselor. Even if you are, please don't be out here saying dumbass shit about addiction. Because you think it's, you think this shit is easy. Don't, don't do that. It's so fucking tacky. It's so tacky. Like people just do not, they pick the wrong times to say shit and it's just annoying it's hella annoying so to that nigga and everybody else who was uh who who uh agree with him all y'all can shut the fuck up all of these news outlet media outlets that are um that have reported that he's passed away it's probably been two or three of them i need y'all to shut the fuck up because the man is not gone like and and you know we know and we understand that he it, it's a very small chance that he's going to make it out of this um i just really like just wait until you get the correct information instead of just always just trying to put a hot story out that shit's annoying it's hella annoying Please, please shut the fuck up. Um, so before I get out of here, um, again, I said I was going to go back to the 31 days off of social media and the amount of clarity and the fight and the struggles that I had within myself while these things were going on. So I kind of wanted to just give y'all like a timeline of some things that have happened um, personally to me over the past, I don't know, what, six months or so, like starting back in September. So in September, um, my job. Uh, we do merit increases and we do, and I'm going to try to make this way shorter than it was in the last one that I recorded. But my <laughs> my job does um, merit increases and bonuses uh, for those who are bonus eligible in September. Uh, before the bonus and merit increases, I was transferred over to a different business unit um, that's run totally different. Everything is different. In the mix of them transferring me over, my old manager never took the action that she was supposed to take on my bonus stuff. So it just kind of defaulted to whatever the default is and it caused me and a few other people who were also transferred over to our new business unit to get a bonus that was not enough right <laughs> so 
I'm talking to folks. I'm doing my research now. This is a company I've been with for uh, five years. It's the reason why I moved to Atlanta to work for this company. Um, I, I, I when I first got there, I didn't you know didn't know if it was a place that I was going to be at forever. But as I as the years went on and I started getting different positions and trying different things out, I was like, I'm going to retire from here. I know I'm going to retire from here. Um, this is a great company. And I, and, and it is, it's like a, a very good company. Like even during COVID, they, like they really took care of us. Great company. People make mistakes. I get it. Um, so talking to my new manager about it, he's like, yeah, all right, let's, let's talk to HR, see what they say. Um, uh, the whole HR experience was like, literally like, like made me feel like I under really understood why Michael Scott hates Toby Flinderson because it's just all really some bullshit and it's all very scripted um, depending on the company that you work for because there are some some companies that um, kind of go outside of that scripted type of HR and they take those chances to to hear their employees out and and make decisions um, based on like individual circumstances instead of saying, well, if this is what it is, then this is what it's going to be, right? Um, and typically those are the smaller companies that do that. This huge company, right? So anyways, we'll go through the whole HR thing, whatever, what have you. They say, okay, we're going to give you this and that's that so they gave me a little bit more to the bonus and it was like we're we're gonna give you this so that you could shut the fuck up basically is how I took it because it still wasn't what it was supposed to be <laughs> okay it still was not what it was supposed to be so I'm like all right whatever I mean I'm still cool I'm like you know it just is what it is. Like, I, I just knew that there was nothing that I was going to be able to do about this. And it just was what it was. So um, I'm in the group where the group chat is on on um, um, video chat just randomly one day, probably like on a random Saturday or some shit. And I get an email. And this email is like, looking for you know, your position, this amount of money. I was just reading it out loud, just like, you know, just reading it out loud. And they was like, so you're going to apply for it? And I was like, eh, I don't know, maybe. You know, you how you get the little like Indeed and Glassdoor and all that shit after you went and kind of like started browsing because of course I'm pissed off enough to at least like just go like look at some stuff, but I still wasn't you know really considering leaving I'm just like I'm not one to go through no fucking interview processes I'm not trying to do none of this shit so anyways um I was like eh, I don't know so then a, a couple of days later I get the email again and I'm like I don't know if that's a sign but I'm gonna take it as a sign and I'm gonna just apply for it so of course and this so this was probably uh, maybe end of January, beginning of February, around that time. Um, had to be like maybe end of January. Um, 
so I, I'm, I'm, I get on there. I'm taking a look. Kind of lost my train of thought there. Taking a look or whatever, and I was like, all right, well, while I'm here. So you you know how it is when you're job hunting, right? Like you go to do one thing and then you need to just update everything. Like every fucking thing needs to be updated and it's so annoying. So I go to LinkedIn, I go to Indeed, I go to Glassdoor, all these different places. I update my resume, I do this, update my dress has changed since all of this. And it's just so much. And I'm like fucking exhausted at this, at this point and never even apply for anything. So I think it was like the next day, day after that, I got back on there and I applied for five positions. And I, I re- specifically remember it was five positions. One was the, the one that I read out loud in the email. Did it, ain't think shit else about it. Okay, I'm like, whatever. I got this project, they get on my damn nerve. Let me just focus on this. And, you know, maybe I get through this project. Maybe it's time for me to move somewhere else in a, in the company or try to look at it di- or maybe get a, a different certification so that I could do something different. You know what I'm saying? Like my mind is turning. None of it is really saying it's time for you to leave there. Right. So I get a call back. Actually, I got a call from, or uh, this one company hit me up on LinkedIn. I talked to them. They was talking about paying me less than what I was already made. So I had to, had to let that one go. Then the place that I applied for that I read out loud, which again is paying me, would, would pay me a lot more. When I say a lot more, I'm talking about a lot more for doing the exact same shit that I do now, exact same shit, just for a smaller company. And it probably, or no, this one actually was, was a bigger company. But, anyways, probably more, a little bit more pressure, whatever you can pay for it, whatever. So the girl called, the recruiter calls, and I'm talking to her. And so she sounded like a black chick and it was almost like she was trying to coach, coach me into saying like, I used this program that I could never, I couldn't remember using. Like I may have used it, but I, you know, I couldn't remember. And I was just being honest about it. I'm like, look, if that means that I'm not going to go any further in the interview process, that's fine. Like I'm not going to, you know, I I don't want to sit here and lie about it. And also you can give me anything and I can learn it. So it's like, that's how confident I am. I, I mean, like I'm literally uh, currently working in, in an environment where we have a very big product and nobody knows anything. So I'm literally teaching myself all this shit. So if I could do that, I could definitely learn how to use your little reporting, uh, your little report writing tool. Like, come on, what the hell? So anyways, um, but I told her, I was like, if it's, you know, if if that, if that ain't what they look for, it's just not what they look for, you know, no, no biggie or whatever. And she was like, okay. So didn't never heard back from them. Then like mid-February, and this is after I had put on Twitter that I was going to take this break in March, right? I get an email of another recruiter. Hey, we'd like to talk to you. You really look like you're what we're looking for, whatever, what have you. Boom. Cool. Get on the phone with him. He's in the UK. Talking. He's asking me little questions and he's like, you know, he's like, 
it's crazy because it's been so hard to come across people with this exact skill set that we're looking for. Like, you know, some people will have this, some people will have this, or, you know, they'll have a combination of, of, uh, you know, maybe two out of five things. And like, you have, you know, you have them all. Like we, we pulled your resume, you know, if you're interested, we're going to send you to the next person to talk to. And I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's cool. Again, first, first interview, not even really an interview, just like a screening. I wasn't even like paying things any attention. Um, so I get to the next, oh no. He said, I don't think the position listed what the budget is for this this position. So here's the budget. He gives me this this range. All I could do is act like I've been there before. And was like, okay, that'll work. When I'm thinking in my head, like, did he is this the amount that he really just said? Like for doing exactly what I'm doing now. And and I forgot to mention that when I got on Glassdoor, y'all know Glassdoor gives you uh, salaries of certain positions and it'll give you an average of what it is in your particular um, metropolitan area or your city or town or whatever. And what I found out for the position that I had, I was making $4,000 less than the average in the Atlanta area. So I think that's probably what really had pissed me off like after all of this stuff happening this is the one thing that I was like okay let me go ahead and start like really looking but anyways I'm like and I'm still again I'm still just not like I'm like all right whatever like not thinking anything right just okay y'all send me another interview and you know what I'm saying I you know I interview like I I interview very well I I never have a problem with the interview I feel like if if I don't get hired either I really didn't have like a specific very specific skill that they needed or they already have somebody for the position because I interview very very well okay um so I had the next interview <sighs> that went well and so then so that's the second one and I'm like eh I might need to, I might need to start taking this seriously. Like now, and now we're into like the beginning of March. And I went off social media and I had, I wasn't sleeping. I had all this nervous energy, all this anxiety that I could not get rid of y'all. Like, and it was probably more so because I just wasn't sleeping. Like there were so many things going on in the back of my mind, I think, for all this time to when I got off of, off of social media, it, everything just kind of bubbled up and like literally kind of took me down. Like, I mean, I was not eating but I was working out like crazy. So I'm tired. I'm not feeling good. Like, so like I had to 
sit with myself and and just like hear my thoughts and and sort them out and and sometimes not sort them out sometimes just meditate and not hear anything and like go running I started back running again and just trying to focus on that like I just I had to just strip everything stopped with my favorite pastime because I was like and new job that might mean some testing not sure, you know, if I need to be doing this right now. So I stopped that. And it all happened so fast. I had I was talking to two people about this, two of my really good friends about this. And then like at the, it, towards the end, like when I got the fourth interview, I finally told the third friend and I'm freaking out about all of this, y'all. And... I was offered the position and I countered the offer and they gave me the counter I'm still a little bit in disbelief here <laughs> like I'm still like my my life has kind of changed in six weeks. In six weeks. So many things have happened that have put me through this mental, like, I feel like I'm in a capsule just being shaken. Like, so many things were happening. I just got a position that is literally going to change my life financially. And not and this is not to say that like I'm making a million dollars or nothing like that. Like where I will be comfortable where I won't after a while, after a few, you know, after a few months, I won't have to worry about like you know count every penny that I have and I've and I'm I'm it's unbelievable because you never think when you when you've been in a um what how do I want to say this when you've been in like a cycle and when all that you've ever seen around you was in this cycle and then you move away or you go to different places and you start to see different things and you start to gravitate towards people with a different mindset and you start looking at people your age or people younger than you or people older than you just people in general and and starting to believe or not even necessarily believe but starting to see yourself in their shoes from, you know, of course, an outside view, because you have no idea what the hell, but, you know, you begin to see yourself saying, oh, maybe I will buy a house one day. Maybe I will get to a point where I could buy a house one day or, oh, maybe I will be able to, 
you know, I don't know, maybe I maybe I'll have a luxury car one day. Everybody in Atlanta is driving a damn BMW or a Benz. And even if you're just not into, you know, even if you're not that that materialistic type person, because it's not to say that people who have these things are. But even if you've just never, never thought of having these things because you just never thought that you would be able to get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's why it's, and I, and I'm, t- and I'm speaking this out loud because I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's people out there that can relate to just settling for where you are in the moment and and being and being content where you are when you deserve so much more so it made me sit back and think like okay so you don't believe you can't believe this but you do know that you deserve this shit right as a matter of fact, you deserve more than this. Like, I really had to sit and have a talk with myself. Like, bitch, you you know, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little unbelievable because you just never would have thought. And, and, and the way that your anxiety works and the way that your, your mind works, you can't even, like, grasp your mind around you having nice things without having to struggle to get them. Because you just you're because you're just content because you're you know you're like for me like I'm I'm in a place now where I thought I would never be. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm living living pretty decent now to where I never thought I would be really living like this. But it's still not to my level of comfort when I think of 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 just like comfort in that way, right? So you know, I'm thinking, huh, you know, all right, well, if, you know, if I meet a man and we make, you know what I'm saying, the same amount of money, like, we'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking of all these things, all this type of assistance, all of this, when whole time I deserve the shit anyway. So what? It, it, there's no point of, of not uh, uh, believing that this is actually happening. I, I said I wasn't sleeping. I went to the doctor, uh, well, on the telehealth thing. They gave me some um, sleeping medication that they give for people who have anxiety. Ain't nothing but a a high dose of an antihistamine, basically. I took that for three days in a row. I've been sleeping fine since then, except for last night, because I think it's because I ate some peanut butter crackers as I was laying down, and then I was having bad dreams. But anyways... Um, I, I started sleeping. I'm able to see clear, like, and, and in between these interviews, y'all, I'm again, I'm like, after the second interview, I'm like, now I'm, I'm kind of panicking. I'm like, oh my God, like they really want to do this. Like <laughs> it's really going down. Like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, so now, now all of the doubt is setting in again. This is, this ain't nothing but this damn anxiety that I just needed to get under control at that moment. All this doubt is setting in. 
even all the way till when I got the offer in my email. When I got the little thing, the little uh, DocuSign after I countered the offer and all that stuff. To look at, like, I'm still low-key afraid to put my notice in. Because I'm like, is this really happening? We can't, we can't be stuck in our thoughts, y'all. That's all I'm trying to say. We cannot, we cannot be stuck in, in not believing that one day we're going to get the shit that we deserve. If you deserve it, it's already yours. That is what this process has taught me. It may not come in the time that you want it to come in. It may not be there right at that moment. You may have to shed some tears. You may have to gain some weight, goddamn. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you may have to go through some shit. We all do. And I'm still going to have to go through some shit because that's life. But I'm going to try my best to never again never again be stuck in a thought that whatever it is I have right now is all that I'm gonna is is all that I really need or all that I, I really deserve or or all that I'm gonna get because I'm comfortable um where I am if I'm supposed to if 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 love is deserving of me if if I'm deserving of love I'm gonna have love if I'm deserving of uh, a, a new career, if I'm deserving of my coffee shop that I want to retire to, if I'm, you know, whatever, I'm going to have all that shit. I'll have it. Whatever is, f- whatever, like, and, and the one thing my sans kept telling me the whole time was, you know your steps are already ordered. You you know you're dope. You know that you fit, you know, you fit this position. This position is is for you. But either way it goes, you know that your steps are ordered and you know you're going to be okay. No matter what the fuck happens with this, you're going to get what you deserve. And she was right. She was right. So I just wanted to give y'all that good news. Um, I've been wanting to tweet about it, but I was like, let me record about it first. (sighs) So I start my new position on Monday, um, which is a great time for me to, um, again, properly end the season. So I just want to thank y'all for rocking with me. Um, these last 10 episodes, uh, again, I'm, I'm keeping the seasons to 10 episodes and maybe, maybe some bonuses here and there. Um, season five, I've already started planning for it. It's going to be dope is you're going to get some, some new people, some new black businesses. Um, some of your old favorites will be back. I've already confirmed them. Um, and I don't know. I, if y'all want me to be, you know, they'll probably 
probably be a little bit of bonus material um, between now. Oh, between now and season five, which season five is going to be on my podiversary, um, which is May 2nd. And it's going to be a live show. I think that's a Sunday and it'll probably be around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that's all I really got. I don't, re- I, I don't even really know what I'm gonna do for it yet, but it most definitely will be live. So that gives me about a month or about three weeks to three, three and a half weeks to just kind of settle into my new position. But I do want to open up if anybody would like for me to be on their show, or if there's a show s- suggestion that you guys think that I would make a good guest on, please, you know, send me an email, send me a tweet, whatever, you know, hit my DM, however you want to do that. And I'll connect with them, especially over like the next two weeks. And then um, I am in about two weeks from now, I'm going to start recording for season five. So (sighs) blessings, receive them. (laughs) It's a new season and we're getting vaccinated. We about to get out the house in these streets eventually. Like I still don't get too close to me, please. Still don't get too close to me. But I said 2020 really like did me dirty, but I really felt like 2021, like this was going to be the year of recovery for me. And I am receiving that. I am claiming that. And if anybody else needs that, I'm claiming it for you too. Podcast happy hour will be uh, April 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So 8, 7, and 5, I believe. Um, it'll be on All Tales platform, Audrey from All Tales. So um, I'll make sure I have that information in the show notes as well. And then, you know, when it when the time comes, y'all know I'll tweet about it. I'll put it on my Instagram and I'll put it on Facebook. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. So enjoy this next month enjoy this new season and you know y'all know where the hell to find me on twitter and uh until y'all see me or hear me again peace